The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Walt Disney World escape couple, Tammy and Rodney Thompson. And I thought you'd like to hear the story of their wedding. So welcome, Tammy and Rodney. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm interested to know how you guys decided to have an escape wedding at Walt Disney World. Well, we're both from the East Coast, so our family would have to travel no matter where we would go because we're in in Seattle, Washington. Um, So it was either going to be a destination wedding for us or a destination wedding for our family. So an escape wedding seemed easy and affordable. And Rodney had some more personal reasons why he wanted to do Disney. Yeah, like like Tammy said, we both grew up on the East Coast, and uh, I grew up in Tennessee, and so it was really easy for my family to make it down to Disney World when I was growing up for family vacations. So as a result of that, I have built up a lifelong love of Disney World, and you know, typically you hear from little girls dreaming about their wedding someday. It's possible that maybe when I was in Disney World as a kid, I was like, you know, it'd be pretty cool to get married here someday. <laughs> and so that kind of stuck with me. And then there was a, a trip that she and I took to Disneyland in 2009. We were doing a big West Coast road trip. We hadn't been out here very long. And we went to Disneyland and we had a great time. And there was a really cute moment where we were rushing to do our fast pass at the Indiana Jones ride. And it just happened to be right as Fantasmic was starting. And Tammy basically stopped right in the middle of the street and was like, oh. That's Mickey Mouse. And at that moment, I was like, "Uh, okay, we need to get married in Disney World. (laughs) That's wonderful because usually you hear it's the girl who ever since she was little, she's (laughs) wanted to get married to Disney World. And so it's very refreshing to know that this time it was the groom. (laughs) It didn't take a lot of convincing. (laughs) I'd never been to Disney World. Our wedding was my first trip. So Rodney really wanted to make my first trip as memorable as possible. Wow, that is exciting. So now, then how did it work? Because it sounds like, Rodney, your friends and family were probably like, Disney World, of course. But Tammy, how was it for your side of the family when they found out where your wedding was going to be? Like I said, I'd never been to Disney World. My immediate family has never been. And so they, I mean, we've been together for eight years. So they knew we were going to get married eventually. And the last few years, I'd kind of been hinting, you know, if we get married, it's probably going to be at Disney, just heads up. Um, (laughs) So I was a little worried because financially, you know, it's a bit of a struggle to make a big vacation out of this. So, you know, they were really supportive just because my family is the supportive type of family. So they were, they were okay with it. They, you know, if they had some issues, they kind of kept it to themselves and, and they just went along for the ride. 
So worked out pretty well. That's great. Yeah, and my my family was actually pretty easy to convince. Uh, like you said, <laughs> the only concern that my family had was I have a couple of older family members. My two grandmothers are both over 80 years old, and one of my grandmothers is over 90. And so there was a few concerns about, you know, traveling and getting around. But actually, they were champs the entire trip. They did a great job. That's great. So they actually showed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my cool. grandparents, unfortunately, did not. They kind of backed out last minute for, you know, they're a little bit older, didn't feel like traveling. So that's understandable. Yeah. How many guests did you end up having? 14 total. Aside from my two grandparents backing out, uh, Rodney had a friend that ended up not being able to come as well. So. And so now tell me a little bit about your process for planning from so far away. Well, the first thing we did was get the passport a book (laughs) and uh, highlighted it up and marked it with all kinds of post-it notes and stickies. And Rodney really did a lot of the the planning because this was also our honeymoon trip. So a lot of it was kind of planned by Rodney doing all kinds of research on the Diz boards and blogs and and all kinds of just the internet basically is how we planned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was it was pretty actually I thought it was pretty easy. The only thing that was a little weird for us was that there would be a lot of times where I would come across conflicting information on a couple of different websites or something like that, just because things do change relatively rapidly in, in Disney World sometimes. And you know, some things stay the same forever, so that was nice. But so, you know, there are a lot of great resources out there for people to to use. You just kind of have to verify everything a couple of times because I did get a few funny looks from people in Disney World and I would say things like, oh yeah, I read on the internet about whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, we haven't done that for five years. One thing that was kind of hard was being three hours time difference away. Conversations with our planner had to be crack of dawn for us so we can get it in before we'd go to work. So Sometimes I'd get calls at work from someone from Disney World, and they'd be like, oh, we wanted to call you at the end of the day. I'm like, no, actually, I'm right in the middle of my day. We always tried to do three-way calls, too, since Rodney was so involved in the planning process. It was I I hear a lot of brides that just seems like they're doing all the work, and for me, it was I was the one that was just kind of sitting back and letting Rodney take care of it all. So, (laughs) like, with our planning sessions, like our phone sessions with our planner, I was just always kind of just like, all right, I'm I'm here. I think she's selling herself a little short yeah. there. <laughs> we, we did do a lot of work before every time we had a phone call where we would come up with our questions, basically, what do we want to ask this time and what do we want to make sure that we let the planner know or, you know, whatever. So we did go into all of our calls with a lot of prep work done. That's great. And it sounds like it was also kind of a good, just an exercise to be working on the project together. For me, also, it was just nice. Every night when I came home, I could do an hour's worth of you know research on restaurants to eat at or places to visit or special activities, and it was just it was a nice way to pass the time because uh, we were engaged for eighteen months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we wanted to give our family a lot of time to save up for the trip and ourselves and ourselves, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we we had a long time between when we decided to get married at Disney World and when we actually did. So the anticipation was kind of killing me and I was able to channel that energy into wedding planning or mostly honeymoon planning. (laughs) That's great. In fact, I was just talking with a guest, I think last week about how I guess traditionally the honeymoon has been planned by the groom and you almost never hear of it anymore. So it's refreshing to find that there are still some grooms planning the honeymoons. It, it helped that I have a little bit of an uh, expertise advantage in this uh, in this field because basically I was able to remember all the things that I loved, you know, growing up or even 
well, I guess it had been about eight years since I had, had been able to go back and just remembering things that I loved and thinking about, you know, if this was my first time at Disney World, what would I want to do that really gave me a, you know, a great head start. And so from that point on, it was just get on the internet and find fun things for us to do. That's great. So then what options from the Escape Collection package did you guys choose? For the flowers, we went with the Whimsical Garden with, I don't remember what the boutonniere was called, but it's the one with the little billy balls. I was fine with it, but it was not our wedding colors at all. So we had a little conversation with the planner about being able to get different colors in. She said that was no problem. And then just because the bouquet was the one of the things that I was fine with, but I wasn't in love with, with the escape package. So I just emailed our planner with some bouquet inspiration, like things that I found on the internet that I really loved, just to see if there was any way to change the bouquet in any way, shape, or form. And so she was able to talk with the floral department and come up with something, basically that bouquet, but with different flowers from my inspiration photos. And it turned out to be an even swap price-wise. So I got a custom bouquet without having to pay for it because the flowers weren't any extra. So that worked out pretty well. And then since Rodney's boutonniere was the one that has the little, the billy balls, I made a bouquet for my sister that was all billy balls. So I made that myself. And then we didn't do a boutonniere for his his best man, his brother. But for the cake, we did the elegant scrolls and we added fresh floral to it. So that was um, one of the upgrades. It was, I think, $25 to add some flowers from my bouquet to the cake. And we did the chocolate cake with the peanut butter cup mousse filling which my understanding was going to be an upgrade, but when we look at our BEO, I don't think they ever charged us for the filling. So that <laughs> ended up working out in our favor. For photos, we traded in the album for the high-resolution disc, and then we added an extra hour of photography. So we did a half hour in the front and the half hour at the end, and I think that was a really great choice. We were going to add photography for our dessert party, but ended up canceling that at the last minute. But uh, what else? What other kind of choices are there? I don't think, I think that's pretty much it. We really didn't add anything because we were going to be at Seabreeze Point. So we wanted the beauty of Seabreeze Point to be the decor. And we didn't add anything other, other than that, right? Yeah, with the escape wedding being, I mean, you know, it's a pretty short ceremony and it's a pretty short timeline. We didn't really feel like we needed to add, you know, a lot of characters or transportation or anything like that. And in hindsight, I'm actually really glad that we didn't because the wedding day did not exactly go 100% as we had planned. <laughs> Interesting. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? I'll let Tammy tell you about that. <laughs> it's just the rain. I read all the time that people want to be at Seabreeze Point, but they're afraid of the rain and they don't like the rain backups. And I was like, ah, rain, shemaine, whatever. It totally rained for the whole hour. Just the, the only time it rained that day was the one hour we did it, we needed it to not rain. And um, it wasn't just a drizzle. It was sideways, thunder and lightning. So we got moved inside. And so the whole adding decor would have came in handy. Um, <laughs> but um, it is what it is. Yeah, I still look at my pictures and be like, man, if only that was at Seabreeze Point. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what we accomplished what we had set out to do, which was to get married. So that's really the only, I mean, our timeline was going very smoothly until the rain hit. Because they had actually decided to try and bump up our ceremony just ever so slightly so we can get out there before it rained. Our planner was really, really trying hard to make it work. And so we were going to be outside and they were going to go a little early so our whole picture 
you know, schedule and everything like that kind of got messed up. But then as soon as they were on their way, walking out to the Seabreeze Point, it just opened up and uh, all our plans just kind of got a little shifted from there. Yeah, we were, we left the boardwalk lobby and we were hustling out, you know, as fast as you can hustle with 14 people and some of them elderly. And we got basically right under the awning next to the Flying Fish Cafe when the rain started pouring down so hard that we were basically pressing up against the side of the building to try and stay dry. Uh So yeah, that was not fantastic. Oh, so then can you give me a little bit of an idea? What was the backup room like? How did they set it up? Did you have to wait while they set it up or was it already set up for you? Uh, luckily, they had actually already set up the basics for us because they they wanted to give us that contingency plan and not delay us too much. We did have the 5 o'clock wedding, which is the last one you can get at Seabreeze Point, and then we were doing the dessert party at Epcot, which uh, started just a few hours later. So we didn't really have a lot of leeway in our timeline, so they went ahead and set everything up for us. I'll let Tammy talk about uh, the room itself. Honestly, I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> It all just happened. Like, that's the thing. You hear every bride say, you know, take time to take it in. It goes by really fast. I barely remember walking in or anything. You know, the real thing is just, you know, it's the red walls. There's no decoration. So it's just kind of, that's all I could, I kind of got stuck there instead of just being like, you know, it's okay. So... Decoration-wise, I did bring a few little things from our home at-home reception to kind of tie in both parties. I'd made a bunch of fabric bunting, if you will, pennant banner bunting. It's little triangles that are all on a little flag, like streamer thing. I brought a couple strands of that that we had on the cake table and our guest book table to kind of, you know, it was really would have been perfect for Seabreeze Point. Um, <laughs> getting over it, getting over it. So we had that. It, it looked really pretty on the cake table. I also had made a little sign that we had propped up on the on the cake table. So aside from not having the beautiful lake backdrop, it, it was it, it was fine. I just got swept up with the whole, you know, the ceremony and oh my god, this is actually happening after eight eight years. Woohoo. Um <laughs> that at the time I didn't really pay too much attention to it. It's just now looking back at photos and I'm all like, blah. Yeah, I had a few minutes uh, there with, you know, the officiant and my brother and my, my family, and we were kind of standing around, and I looked around, and I said, well, this isn't quite as nice, but it, I mean, it was it was still relatively nice. And then as soon as Tammy walked in the room, I couldn't really see the rest of the room anymore. So, like she said, it kind of didn't matter at a certain point. And luckily, uh, after the ceremony was over and the cake cutting and everything, we did manage to get outside for some photos afterward. We were able to get on the boardwalk. It stopped raining, I would say, probably an hour after the ceremony started, which gave us about half an hour left of our photography. And we were able to get out on the boardwalk and get a lot of the cute, fun shots. Our photographer was super awesome and he even tried to cheer us up by saying no 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 you want it to be cloudy it's the best lighting for photos and I was like oh I don't know if you're just saying that or not but okay <laughs> um, but he did he did a great job and actually our photos on the boardwalk all turned out fantastic I thought oh that's great and then how did that lead into the dessert party Originally, everybody was going to head over to Big River Grill for appetizers, which Rodney had set up and prepaid, um, and everything was supposed to be set up for everybody while we were getting our pictures taken. And then we were going to take our limo. We had, uh, you know, an hour to kill that we were going to drive around in the limo before meeting everybody at Epcot. But because of the rain, we got a 
backup location, which also moved up our dessert party by an hour. Yeah. And it was raining, so we didn't want our guests to walk through to Epcot in the rain. So we offered our limo for our guests. So our limo took, I think, three or four trips to shuttle everybody over to Epcot. So a few people, the people that were on the very last trip, they got to go enjoy the appetizers. So I think about five or six people. Right, out of the 14. Out of the 14 actually got to go eat appetizers. They brought all the leftovers with them and put it in our hotel room, (laughs) which we're like, what are we going to do with that, right? So... Again, the rain kind of just condensed everything, and it was just kind of like, okay, just all our plans, just throw it out the window, new plan. But it worked out. Our planner was amazing. We had Sarah Harold as our planner, and she did an absolute amazing job. And she kept all our guests entertained, it seemed, while we were getting our pictures taken. So... Because we weren't with our guests for that whole time because we were out getting our pictures taken. And when we came back, everybody was still having a blast, even though nothing was going as as planned at that point they were having a great time talking with our planner (laughs) (laughs) well that's good to hear yeah some of our guests did go eat the appetizers and that you know that was a kind of a last minute plan anyways for us i had not even really figured out that that piece of the puzzle uh in our plans until just a little over a month before the in the wedding and it was one of those deals where we were we had considered doing hors d'oeuvres type reception before the dessert party but it just wasn't going to be practical and we didn't want people to fill up because we knew we were going to have a low number of guests and a huge number of desserts i just had this epiphany epiphany we were gonna what he was just saying we were planning on doing it but to be have it at seabreeze point was going to have a food and beverage minimum and so they were going to put us in one of the ballrooms and we were like no we don't want to be in one of the ballrooms it's going to be undecorated and all and i just realized hey that's where we ended up (laughs) and if we had gone with that original plan it would have worked out perfectly (laughs) i'll let Yeah, but it, so that was it was one of those deals where we thought about doing hors d'oeuvres and we just couldn't quite make it work logistically. And at the last minute, I ended up calling Big River directly and talking to the manager, and they were like, "Yeah, we can we can totally do for a group with only you know fourteen people. It's not that big of a group." So they were able to, you know, help me plan just appetizers there at the restaurant, which I thought was a nice sort of middle ground between you get nothing and you know uh, catered hors d'oeuvres. And then it all kind of fell apart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now tell me about the dessert party. Where did you have it and what kind of desserts did you have? And was that a disaster? (laughs) Oh, no. It was the opposite of a disaster. It was awesome. The dessert party was supposed to be at the Canada Overlook, which is a nice enough location. But uh, we found out while we were also discovering that our dessert party was being moved up by an hour that it was also being moved to a different location because of the rain. And uh, they were moving us to the Living Seas over at uh, the Seas with Nemo and Friends, I guess is what it's called now. The the Living Seas Salon, I guess. It's a, a private area in the Living Seas, and it was amazing because it was basically us, our guests, a huge number of desserts, and a perfect private viewing area for the giant fish tanks there at the seas so basically we sat there and enjoyed an amazing view behind the scenes at uh, the living seas ate as many of the desserts as we possibly could but really did not even come close to putting a dent in it Uh, it was a huge amount of food and uh, everyone had a great time it was very relaxed it was nice because it was also indoors which meant that it wasn't super hot it was a little warm when we were down there and uh, so our guests could sit in the nice air-conditioned area 
watch the fish and the sea turtles and watch my sister-in-law freak out over sea turtles. <laughs> and uh, basically, it was it was the most relaxing hour from about two o'clock in the afternoon until we got back to our hotel room. So that was really, really nice. That's great. And then did you get to go back out to the original location to see the fireworks? Yes. Uh, it had stopped raining. Like I said, it it was still sprinkling a little bit. So they kept us, that, that's why they moved us inside. But it wasn't really pouring down rain when illumination started. So we did get the escort through the park, which that was a lot of fun. I know Tammy really enjoyed the fact that uh, everyone in the parks, guests and employees or cast members and everything were always waving and saying congratulations and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. And then when we got there, we had, you know, a, a front of the lagoon seat to well not really a seat front of the lagoon stand to uh to watch the fireworks show and that was that was pretty nice we also got a nice little surprise from our photographer at the illuminations viewing he felt bad because we had gotten rained out and he could tell tammy was pretty bummed and so he ended up surprising us at our illuminations viewing area with some prints that he had made of the photos he had just taken a few hours earlier. Apparently he had rushed out and gotten some prints made for us and he brought us those so that we would have a few things to put in our, our big picture frame that we used for a guest book. So that was really nice. Oh, that's great. So then when you were planning, what were some of the aspects that were the most important where you focused your time and attention and maybe some of the ones that were least important? We spent a good amount of time on our ceremony we had a friend officiate, so we were able to completely customize our ceremony. And so we did a lot of time on the internet researching different wordings and readings and all that. So we were really able to completely customize the ceremony. So that that part, I think, was and that was an important part, too. The whole the whole point of this whole thing was, you know, that 20 sec, 20 minute, 15 minute portion of the day. And so I really wanted to get that part right. We pretty much built it from scratch, too. I mean, we, we picked little bits here and there from other people's ceremonies that we'd found on the Internet. But for the most part, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that from top to bottom, it was very, very much tailored to our tastes. I mean, each of the readings that was done were things that we picked out, all the, the portions of we did a dialogue vows. So we, we basically designed all of our own vows. Um, our officiant actually did his own, I guess, speech, I guess, in the middle that was fantastic. The, our, our officiant is one of my coworkers and one of our friends, and his entire speech in the middle of the ceremony was amazing. I was doing everything I could not to burst into tears during the whole thing, and I'm, I'm not a crier. I'm a manly man, but it, is a, uh, it, it was a fantastic speech. And, you know, Tammy's right. It was probably the thing we spent the most time on. And at the end of the day, it's the thing that really matters the most. It, I mean, that's why we're there. That's, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it was there. We were there to have a great time in Disney World, but we were there to get married. Right. That's great. And so then what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Our whole trip, we were there for 14 days. And at the beginning of the trip, we decided to do a selfie album on my Facebook page. So we basically bombarded all our Facebook friends with selfies every day. One of my favorite memories is us. We had to take a take a moment in front of all our guests and update our Facebook statuses and then take a wedding day selfie. And our photographer got a great shot of us taking a selfie. So I think that 
photo is one of my favorites and it's just kind of a fun the whole selfie thing and then also what Rodney was saying before about the dessert party walking through Epcot in my dress in the and it was sprinkling a little bit um but with our whole little entourage and everybody like parting the seas to let us through and congratulating and ooing ooing and awing over my dress that part was a lot of fun as well I definitely heard one little girl the way past was like, is that a princess? So that was pretty cute. <laughs> um, for, for me, I would say the one thing that I remember the most other than like the ceremony was actually after the dessert party, after Illuminations was over, uh, Tammy and I got to take the limo back from Epcot to the boardwalk. And it, it had cleared up enough at that point that our families could walk back. So they walked back and let us ride back in the limo. And uh, for some reason, there was a lot of traffic that night. So we actually did get to spend probably 20 or so minutes just the two of us in the back of our limo uh enjoying a few moments of peace and quiet and maybe staring at our cell phones a little bit too much <laughs> but it was it was nice and relaxing compared to the last six hours had been a complete whirlwind of stress and excitement and more stress so just that that kind of quiet moment at the end of the day with Tammy was was one of the things I'll I will definitely always remember. And that reminds me, it's not maybe not one of my favorites, but a fun little thing that happened at the end of the wedding was there was a magician at the uh, boardwalk lobby when we got back, and all our guests had like merged around this magician and was just mesmerized by him and just watching all our guests having fun just watching the lobby magician i thought was a really cute moment yeah that's one of actually the great things about the boardwalk area is that on the boardwalk there are the you know the entertainers right and when it rains they'll often move inside so it was it was nice that just the location itself had some built-in entertainment for our guests that's great so then was there anything that was a big deal or it seemed like a big deal beforehand and then when you got there you realized it was not? I think at, at the beginning everything seemed like a big deal. <laughs> and then and, and not just for the wedding but for our reception as well. And then I just slowly took on this, you know what, I just don't care attitude. Like it doesn't matter. Like I just want to get to Disney and let's just do this. So the cake and the flowers and having to be stuck in this, you know, this is the escape package and this is what you're going to get really, really bugged me at the beginning. And, and then I just kind of let it go. I was like Elsa, I let it go. And, uh, and I, and once I was able to let it go, I would just kind of relaxed and realized that it's a cake. It's going to get eaten. It's flowers. They're going to die. Uh, that sounds so <laughs> like, I'm, but I mean, <laughs> it's just like, once I like got it into my head what the whole point was, it was just kind of like, the, it doesn't matter that the cake is not the cake that I've been dreaming of for the last five years. It, it is what it is, and I'm going to make what I have the best. So the other thing was, I had a brief moment where I was too busy comparing our plans to everybody else's wedding, where I was like, this person's doing this, and this person's doing this. Why can't we do this? Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. Oh, I need to, to make this. I need to make that. And I was just kind of going crazy with wanting to do what everybody else was doing. So, you know, once I was able to let go of all that and be like, this is our wedding. This is us. This I'm not trying, I'm not competing with anybody else's wedding. This is just our day. It got a lot better because there's probably the biggest freak out I had during the whole wedding planning was when I got a little carried away with what everybody else was doing and more worried about that than, than our own wedding. So that's definitely one thing is, you know, remind yourself it's your wedding, not not everybody else's wedding. You're not, it's not a competition. <laughs> you don't have to have the best wedding. It's okay. <laughs> 
I, I think that our wedding planner really did a great job of getting us a few little flourishes that maybe were things that maybe aren't always included in the escape package and kind of went out of her way, like Tammy was saying earlier, with her flowers weren't exactly standard, our cake wasn't exactly standard. They do really go out of their way to make you happy, I think, and uh, our, our planner at least did. And I think that was that was one big step towards us kind of relaxing a little bit about the strictures you're under with the escape package was that they they really are there to make sure you're having a great time and that you're going to have a memorable wedding. The other thing that I was really worried about that ended up not being a big deal at all was I was really worried about keeping our guests happy and occupied for the time of the from the wedding to the dessert party and that ended up not being a problem at all for a variety of different reasons and I guess I like I always kind of you know, academically know, oh yeah, my family and her family, they can, it is Disney World, they'll find things to do that'll be fun. Um, but I would occasionally kind of freak out about that and be like, okay, are we, are we really doing enough for our guests? Are we really doing enough for our guests? And in the end, everybody had a great time despite all the ups and downs and kind of in spite of all the planning we had done. So then do you guys have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Ask, ask your planner. If, if you're not a hundred percent happy with the floral choices that you get, ask your planner. If I had never sent my planner the email with the floral inspirations, then I would have gotten exactly what the Whimsical Garden looked like, I'm sure. So just ask anything. That's what they're getting paid for is to answer your questions, right? So if you have anything, questions about anything, just ask them. If you're if you want a different cake style, ask them. I mean, sure, for a fee, there, you know, you could probably get whatever you want. You're just gonna have to pay for it. But if you never ask, you'll never know. I think also the big thing for me is just have fun, right? I mean, you're you're going to Disney World. If you're not having a good time, you're kind of doing it wrong. I mean, for the escape wedding especially, you've got a small, uh, a relatively small wedding with a small number of people. It can be kind of intimate. Just treat it like a fun vacation for your friends and family. And I, I think that, that really, that sort of embracing the attitude of, we're all in Disney World. We're here to have a great time. That can really sort of take a lot of the the edge off of it. And I I think making sure that you are more focused on you know enjoying the environment, enjoying where you are, and enjoying the experience, and maybe less focused on uh, you know worrying about what could go wrong. Because you know we had probably one of the biggest things go wrong that could with our outdoor wedding right and at the same time I look back and I had a great time and Tammy and I still got married and our guests had a great time and we had an amazing dessert party so things are going to work out in the end so you might as well enjoy it (laughs) that's great is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day uh, yeah, I actually kept a blog through most of the entire planning process, and it is mostly up to date, although I have not finished updating it based on our actual trip. Uh, I just ended up moving it over to a new website, so you can actually see a lot of our pictures and see a lot of our entire planning process at thedisneygroom.com. That's great stuff. Well, Tammy and Rodney, thank you so much for being on the show today to share your story. I think you've offered a lot of great tips, especially for people who are a little bit worried about what happens when there's a rain out. And I appreciate your sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. 
You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.